I'm Alex, and that's the dish. I can't stop myself. Um, and today we have a fun episode for you. Um, myself, Alex, and Erica are going to be chatting about, gosh, I don't even know. What are we talking about, Erica? We're talking about what we're passionate about, which I think will be fun for like the millennial, millen- the millennial audience. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, because mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that like our generation and the younger generation like feel like we need to have in our life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think through the day with it. Yeah, yeah, like, we don't want to just, like, have a job that means nothing to us, so, yeah, we're going to chat about our passions and whatever inspires you guys, it'll be good. Yeah. Perfect. I'll get us started on a cocktail today. Okay. Um, today, I'm going to do a Cosmo. Ooh. Ooh. Very um, sex in the city of you. Very sex in the city. Very, 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 very simple. Okay, pause. Um, Which person from Sex and the City would you be? I've never watched it, so I don't know. Okay, I'm Samantha. She was a hoe. <laughs> then I'm Samantha as well. Yeah, you, you were Samantha <laughs> together. I'm Charlotte. <laughs> I'm definitely Charlotte. Yeah. You, oh, you are. You are. Okay, I'll um, I'll be I'll be carrying it. I'll change. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> um. Yeah, you would be. I feel like she writes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's Yeah, I'll be here, I'll be here. She's um, a little bit hoish too sometimes. <laughs> so it's super simple. And like I said, I think it was last week, um, since it is vodka, we can shake it. So this one yes, is- really- Okay, that tip was huge. I like told that to Josh and he's like, I've never heard that before. So when we made a whiskey sour, we stirred. Yep, you stir it, mm-hmm. never shake it. Um, but today we are going to shake. Um, this is a, I guess you can, it's a martini. It's in a martini glass, but- a lot of people also say shaken, not stirred preference. The only thing is like when it's shaken, what happens is you're breaking down the ice basically. And um, you'll have, if you shake it really well, you'll have on the top of your uh, cocktail, you'll have a nice like ice layer. So it not only like cools down your drink, but it also dilutes your drink. So when you stir it, you're stirring it to dilute it and cool it off, but that one's more so to like, kind of just like get the cocktail mixed, cooled mm-hmm. off, and then into a glass. Okay. Um, but it is going to be uh, one and a half ounces of vodka. And then, and then, um, so if you have a one ounce um, jigger, a quarter of lime, a quarter of cranberry, And I don't have triple sec, but I have Grand Marnier, which is actually, it could be a substitute for a triple sec. It's cognac and triple sec together. So like, which is orange liqueur, basically. That sounds yummy. Um, So if you have an ounce, if you just do a quarter of each, um, if you do a quarter of each, it'll all just like level up to one ounce and then you just dump it all in. Oh, perfect. That's what I would like, or that's what I usually do. That makes it easier too. Then you'll have to pour, pour, pour. And then remeasure and pour. Yeah. But don't forget, if you are using a jigger, it is a cone. So you have to, you know, a fourth is probably going to be like about here for one and then like only here for the other. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Matt. But like, who came up with the name Jigger for that? It just sounds weird. <laughs> okay, fun fact about the word Jigger. So we were playing Family Feud at one of Sam's um, holiday parties. And the question was, things you suck. <laughs> and I said, a Jigger. <laughs> Think about it. What was I referring to? A penis. Okay. Anywho, in front of Sam's grandma. Okay. At my first Thanksgiving. Love that. <laughs> um, <fun>. So, <laughs> if you're making a glass that you would like chilled, or let's say you're making a cocktail or even a beer, um, and you're pouring it in a glass, and the glass has just been sitting in your cupboard because you don't have room to chill your glassware, um, a fun tip is fill your glass with ice and water, let it sit for a little bit while you're making your cocktail or while you're opening up your beer and you'll have a nice chilled glass. Smart. Just dump out the water. And now we're gonna put ice in the shaker. Close it up. Y'all, this is the shaker that I made lemon drops in. Oh God, I love lemon drops. Yeah, I love Cosmos too. Me and my sister, one time we were in, in Vegas and we paid $16 for a Cosmo just because it was Vegas. And I was like, this is so simple to make. <laughs> Perfect. Probably not worth $16, but like also worth $16 because you're in Vegas. I get and it. And this should be. Ooh, it's like all pinky. Oh, she cute. Your Cosmo. Mm-hmm. So cute. And then you can garnish either with a um, little rind of, of um, orange or a little like wheel of lemon. Oh, and that's how you shake a martini. That's perfect. That's so simple. So fun. So simple. So, so, so easy. And that's why I thought tonight would be kind of good because we are talking about appetizers, right, Erica? Yeah. What would you bring to a party since we're talking about passion, you know? And I just kind of thought like this would be like a good little like cocktail for your casual whatever Your casual cocktail party after COVID. Uh, I thought that would be good. For your casual Super Bowl party. (laughs) We're just like holding our cocktails, eating our chicken wings. Yeah. Okay, Erica, what about your recipe? Okay, so for me, I wanted to make something that looks fancy, but it's actually like super simple to make. Mm. So I'm making a whipped feta bruschetta crostini. Sounds super fancy, but it's super easy. So we're just gonna, it's super easy. You're gonna take um, like a whole package of four ounces or four to six ounces of feta, and you're gonna throw it in a food processor with two ounces of cream cheese and, um, two tablespoons of Parmesan, and then you like pulse it until it whips into like a creamy, like almost like the consistency of cream cheese. It like, it'll be nice and whipped and light. And then you're gonna toast your crostini and get that all nice and like crispy. And you're gonna spread on that nice whipped feta. And then while that's sitting and resting, you're gonna make your bruschetta, which is so simple. You can make bruschetta really however you want to do it. Um, But I took just a bunch of great tomatoes and I halved them. And then I added some um, red wine vinegar, some olive oil, some garlic, and some minced shallot. You could also use onion if you don't have that. I just think it's like finer and it's not as like bitter. Um, And then you let it soak in the olive oil and the red wine vinegar for like 15 minutes and then top it with some basil. And you just put it on top of that little baguette 
and it literally takes oh like <laughs> no baguettes. Hey, the baguettes. You understand that reference like this? <laughs> it was so simple. It literally is going to take like 15 minutes for you to make, but it looks fancy mm-hmm. and it tastes fancy in your mouth. It's a little bougie. It's bougie with Joe with Joe Cosmo. Okay. <laughs> Wow, my appetizer is something totally not bougie at all. Could it be made bougie? You can you make bougie wings? No, I don't think so. I, I got that you serve it. You could put them in like little buckets. <laughs> okay, wings though. That's like very like super bowly. I like it. It is. I mean, you said party, and so I mean, I think I've posted this recipe multiple times, um, and I'll have to make it because Sam loves them and you know I gotta do the overlay but you just take wings you can honestly I never have done this but you can honestly take the already frozen and cut party wings that are in like the frozen section like you don't have to get your own wings um we generally go to like our local butcher and we get them cut so you gotta have them in halves where you have the drum and then you have the flat the flat is way better and you do have to do the bone in like oh yeah this isn't a boneless recipe okay (laughs) And then cut off the tips, get rid of those. Um, And then you need parchment paper, preheat your oven to 400, lay your wings where there's the more skin on the skin side down. And then you're going to season them with seasoned pepper. It's Lowry's brand. It's very specific, but you have to season them with that because they just turn out the best. So you see them with seasoned pepper, you put them, you lay them those skin side down, put them in the oven for 30 minutes take them out, you flip them on the other side. You don't need to season the other side because the first side you're gonna season the hell out of it. So you flip them over, turn the oven up to 425 and then you're going to cook them for 15 minutes at 425. When they come out, I generally like to add a sauce like for five or 10 minutes. My favorite sauce is probably honey mustard or like an Asian-y, like zingy, spicy. Yes. Yeah, like a like a spicy Thai, sweet, whatever. Um, so I do that and then, yeah, I mean, then they're just done. If you do put sauce on it, sometimes I put it back in and I put them on broil for like two minutes, but they're like done, yeah. But you do have to put them on parchment paper. That's another big tip. You have to put them on the parchment paper. What does that help with? I have no idea. I so think it just it helps better. So I, I don't know why it's better. I've tried them on foil before and they just don't turn out the same. So <laughs> I don't know why the parchment paper is the best. I think for some reason it keeps the moisture in the wings better because when you take them out, like the first time, the parchment paper is like super wet kind of from the wings, from the juices kind of dripping, but then they kind of like sit in those juices as they're continuing to bake. I don't know why foil doesn't work as well, but it doesn't. You have to use the parchment paper. Let's try that next time. So you're right. I used foil when I made wings like a few months ago and like one side just wasn't crispy or done. It just like, yeah. it stuck weird. And it was like, yeah. Yeah, maybe it's the sticking to the foil. That could possibly- like It almost like takes the flavor because it's stuck. Yeah, because it yeah. doesn't stick to the parchment paper ever. I've never mm. had to stick. I love parchment paper. Baking, Ooh. cooking, anything. That's what I always use. And I used to think parchment paper and wax paper were the same thing and they are not. <laughs> I did too, I did too. And Don't the one time I messed wax up. paper. It's not the same. Anybody listening, don't use wax paper in your oven. You will burn down your house. <laughs> <laughs> <Don't> be- 
That sounds good. I'm gonna have to try the wings though, because Josh loves wings. And you can make any flavor with that. Like I like that you just have like their base recipe that you can yeah. add whatever you want. Right. Right. And Sam likes his without sauce and he likes to dip his in sauce. And I like mine already sauced. So half of them I just leave not sauced for him. So yeah. Just a base recipe, super easy, super fast. You can kind of like always say like you can kind of like forget about it. Like you put it in and you forget it kind of just set the timer and walk away. I like recipes like that. It's a lot of the recipes that cook, you gotta like be hands-on, you know? So. Mm -hmm. I love that. We all have very different kind of parties. Alex is like a cocktail party. I'm like a dinner party and you like, let's watch some Super Bowl. <laughs> party drink beer, <laughs> Alex's party. I feel like I'm not fancy enough for Alex's party. <laughs> what? You got cosmos and shit, bitch. I'm like, wow, I don't know if I can go. <laughs> I don't have a dress. But the thing is, is at my parties, we don't eat. We just have a liquid. <laughs> Mm. Well, okay, you know, you know, you bend to them, you bend to them. This is a liquid diet party. We one time I went out, from the I went out with Alex one time, we, me and you, we went dancing in the city and you like, were telling me, you're like, I was like, I'm going to get a Cosmo and you're like, Erica, we're about to go dancing. You do not want to hold a martini glass and we'll spill. And I was like, it'll be fine. And I'm on the dance floor like, <laughs> Alex was like, I know my party. <laughs> This is my party. You I know what I'm doing. Like... Yeah. He's like, always <laughs> grab a beer. Don't even like it. <laughs> well, guys, we're going to chat about passions today. So I actually got the idea to talk about this with you guys because I randomly like, had this conversation with Josh, my husband, asking him outside because he's very passionate about music, as you guys know, and he could spend like hours a day on it and I'm kind of more of like a I have like lots of passions and lots of things that I feel like satisfy me and I'd be happy if any of them were like my like career and so I was curious like what are like some of the passions that you guys like have in life and how did they kind of come to be mm -hmm. and so I thought it'd be fun one if we first try and guess like something that the other person's passionate about or something they're really good at and then we can kind of talk about it okay Okay, I already know both of yours. <clears throat> I think okay. I know both of yours. Okay, okay. So, Alex, you guess us first. Okay. What you would like to do with your lives? Start with just something we're like really good at or you think we're passionate about. Mm. Passionate about... Oh, this is so hard because you guys... I guess I have kind of something, but I, for me, you both are so passionate about, I guess I could say probably two things for each of you, just because what you do is just like very passionate in itself. Um, for you, Erica, I kind of saw your passion for helping others. And also I thought maybe one time you might've told me to be, you would like to be a motivational speaker. And I 1000% think that would be. Wonderful. I think the same thing. So I was, I was actually gonna say the exact same thing Alex said. So I don't even need to go. And for Tish, um, mine, that's where I get a little confused because you have changed <laughs> a little bit. Um, I think for you, I think your 
you have found passion in fitness where you didn't think mm -hmm. that you would have found it. Mm -hmm. I think it came naturally because you were just kind of, you started clean eating and then all of a sudden you got into like fitness and it was really cool to see you develop that passion. But I also think deep down your true passion is to be a performer. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> I was going to say that like you're not your lesser, but like your like first goal would be to have like a fitness food coaching empire, like that you just have like, you know, this huge support that you were like helping all these women and men like around the country. And like, you really have grown your personal business and then you take it to the next level where you would have like a cooking show or like you're like a more like personality on like a tv streaming kind of service it's kind of yes. gross. okay we all disagree that we all would like to be a personality or have our own show like we all everybody has that all okay maybe not everybody but we're all performers we all and clearly look at us now aren't like that like some people are very like they don't want the spotlight um but I feel like everybody wants recognition you know what I mean for like doing something well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay I'm gonna jump in I agree with what Alex said about you Erica you did tell us that when we were in Florida you told us that okay I thought so. to be a motivational speaker um clearly I mean I probably feel about your passion the way Alex felt about mine like it's a few different things because I also feel like you have like a really strong space in like the food area also you have a good space in like the I don't know like self-reflecting and like talking about eating disorders and like motivating people and like mm -hmm. you're so relatable and I think all that is where like the motivational speaking part would really take form it's like people can relate to you For yeah sure. So I, so I would agree with Alex on the motivational speaking. And I also obviously think your faith is one of your large passions and a thing that you like love. So I obviously, God, he's somewhere in there. <laughs> Where's that, Lord? Um, Alex, yeah. I don't change because I remember what you both told me about your passion when we were in Florida. I'm not sure if it's changed or that you still want to be working at Disney and kind of move up there. But I think that was more like a like a fun like goal I don't think it's like a passion I think you're still very passionate about being hey girl. I think you're still very passionate about being an actor um and you know what I think more of like tv show than like movie mm -hmm. like yep. having your own sitcom that you're on or having your own you know like I think that's where you would thrive and like funny show, not like serious stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, you watch This Is Us. Mm -hmm. You know, he was like the Manny. Yeah. That's kind of like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like Baby on. Daddy. Every time I watch Baby Daddy, yes, I think Baby Daddy. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, I think your overarching passion, Alex, is yes, is just acting and theater I honestly think you have a lot of roots in theater itself though and I think that's why Disney brings you a lot of fulfillment because you get to actually like perform in front of the people whereas I feel like film acting is like 
it's nice in theory because it's like the popular route to like think of when you think of acting but I actually think you get a lot of joy from like being on stage mm-hmm. so I think that's why Disney has been really great for you um but I do yeah I definitely get the sitcom vibes like utilizing your comedy comedy you're really good with like your body language because you have like that dance background um and I think that comes out in your acting um but also I really feel like in the last like year I feel like you get passionate when like you are coaching someone who's new at Disney or you're working with the like your people at Disney so I feel like I could also see you like moving up in the ranks and like almost being like a casting director or something like really cool like that where you're like finding the talent too mm-hmm. so that's those are my guesses but is that like a dream that you do like once your dream has already been fulfilled like you come back and you're like I'll work for the people <laughs> I'll come back I'll, 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 come back. Back. I'll come back that's funny that is actually one of our um managers leaders he was um Alicia am I getting this right do you remember Tim Tim he was a manager, left to work for studios, like a Hollywood studio. Came from there. Came from there. And then went to Disney. Disney. And then had a foot in each. And then I think then he went back too. But oh. like, it's funny, he did. He had both, had both, and then like went to like Hollywood. But mm. yeah, that's very funny that you say that about like uh, casting directing, because lately, I feel like it would be really fun to get into like the designing of shows and parades. Mm-hmm. That so, could be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I want to live out my dream in my entertainment before yes. I settle and do that. So I guess it is a passion, but it's not, it's more of a career passion. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. And I would feel like I was talking to Josh about this because there are so many things like <laughs> some days I'm like, cause I love yoga. So I'm like, some days I'm going to be a yoga instructor. The next day I'm like vibe and wine. And I'm like, I'm going to be a sommelier. Like, <laughs> I want like my life to be like money worry problem free. So I can just do all of my passions at once. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's funny is like, um, so Sam, my husband, for those of you who don't know, um, he lives his passion every day. Like he just oh, wanted nice. to be a teacher. You know, and he wanted to coach varsity baseball. And it's so sim- it's so simple to some people, but I always talk to him like, would you ever stop teaching? And he's like, no. Like he loves awesome. it. And like being a teacher myself, I think that's what's pushing me even further away from it is like seeing the people that I work with and seeing Sam who like absolutely adore what they do. And then I just feel stuck, you know? And I think it takes some of us so long to find out what we're really passionate about because there's so many other things that kind of get in the way of that. Mm-hmm. And then there are others like Sam who have known what they want to do since high school. And like, that's okay too. And I, I don't know, it's just like all about finding your path. So it's just, I mean, I've done so many things like my undergrad is in psychology and then I was originally going to go and be a psychologist. And then I met Sam and then I stayed in Milwaukee and I was like, okay, what am I going to do now? And then I guess I wasn't going to go to grad school. And then he loved teaching so much. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll go see what working at a school is like. And then I was like, hmm, I would like this. Became a teacher. You know, it's, yeah. but then you, I think about it too. And like psychology and working with kids has kind of led me in a way to being a coach because yeah. I love working with people. And as a health coach, I'm not only just like working with people, but I'm also like there are some psychology aspects that come to it into it there are some like being a people per- like me being a people person like how much i love working with people 
it just it just all comes back to it so it's weird that like both of my degrees while they have nothing to do with the health and fitness industry have like brought me to where I am yeah but at the same yeah. time I do miss acting <laughs> a lot like I think about it every day yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I feel like sometimes there are like those passions that um, you know that that's a passion that you need to make into a career for fulfillment. And then there are some that like, like for me, I love acting and I love performing, but I never per- wanted to pursue acting because I just wanted that to be like my fun activity passion, not my like defining career passion. You know what I mean? And it's okay to have both. And I feel like for some people, it's okay if your job doesn't always spark passion, if you are fulfilling it somewhere else, you know? Very true. What were you going to say, Alex? Oh, I was just going to say the instant gratification of live theater. Um, I think that's what my mom has always said too. She was like, I just see you more so like stage acting. And it's like, yes, I, I do like that, but I guess when I was in um, some film classes in California. And it's funny that you say baby daddy because when I was in California taking those film classes, I not only fell more in love with film and like just the way how it all works, but I went to a live studio recording of baby daddy. And that's when I wanted to be a sitcom actor. I was like, that's what I want to do. So, but I feel like all three of us get that like instant gratification of something live, someone in front of us, someone that we like to work with for one-on-one whether whether it's one-on-one or in a group of people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that you would say that is like your your big like passion career like goal be to like sitcom act mm-hmm. okay yes. i still don't know if i will be <laughs> you were like nodding and taking notes but you're like yeah i was like curious i was like what does tish what is her ultimate goal here is you know it um yeah who the hell knows? <laughs> and you know what? For you and everyone listening, that is okay to not yes. know what you really want to push and pursue as a passion. Mm-hmm. Cause like you said, like life just unfolded coaching to you. So like sometimes you, God is just like working you to mm-hmm. what he wants you to do with life because of like different experiences. Like, you know, you said your psychology and theater and mm-hmm. teaching all of them combined into like what you're passionate about now. Right. which 20 years from now could be something completely different like you know I think I'll always hold a space and like and like love coaching and fitness and recipes mm-hmm. and all that good stuff I just don't know you know actually you know I'm not even gonna speak on that because I got some opportunities in the works right now I <laughs> just let it I just <laughs> we gonna see we gonna see we gonna... don't want to jinx it <laughs> You know, I'm not going to say nothing about that. It's, it's going to be what it is. You know, uh, my hope is that in the next couple of years, I cannot be teaching, you know, and I can be doing coaching full time because I do think that is something that I am more passionate about than I am about teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually moved jobs. So I worked at a different school and I moved to a different school to see like, am I unfulfilled at this school or am I unfulfilled with my career? And like, I work at a lights out school. My school is great. It's simple to teach the kids. Kids are great, but like, it's just not- Fulfilling you. Doing it for me. Yeah, it's not fulfilling. And Erica. Erica. Um, You guys, I mean, you yeah, you totally said it right. Um, The thing is for me is like, I, I have a hard time channeling because I have a lot of different passions. Like you guys said, like I, I love the food uh, part of like recipe building and cooking. Like my dad, I love, 
the motivational speaking. I love creating Bible studies and teaching. And I also love like speaking to eating disorders and mentoring young girls. So I honestly feel like my job is perfectly aligned for a lot of that. Mm -hmm. And I do find a lot of fulfillment and passion when I do as like a youth leader. Um, But if I could really like take it to the next level, it would be, yeah, like speaking around the country. And I would love to love to love to write a book, Um, working on it, but getting published and actually making, you know, it count. (laughs) That's the hard part. But yeah. And I I just, I really like the one-on-one with girls though. So I don't think I would ever give up the ministry opportunity because I feel like sometimes, and like, I feel like Tish for coaching for you, that's the one-on-one part because just posting on Instagram, you're posting to strangers. So it's the one-on-one that I think is really what's meaningful to me. So, yeah. Hmm. And if God wants to throw a cooking show in there with all three of us while he's at it, he could just, you know. (laughs) Guys, we need our own show. (laughs) And that's the thing is like, things happen for a reason. God points us in the direction that we need to be, where we need to be. Yeah. That's kind of where... I, my life has kind of been the last like three and a half years. So it was just kind of like, I'm done planning. Yeah. I was like a super planner and I was like, I'm done planning because something doesn't go my, my way. I, I don't get up, I get upset, but I'm like, okay, well then now what? And then it's like a frantic and spiral. So the last three and a half years I've been like, it's in your hands, not just gonna go with the flow and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And yes. I can't complain right now. That's good right now. It is. I don't, I feel like we're not going to get a cooking show though because we said Jigger earlier and God's like, mm, <laughs> Not to mention, I said it in front of Sam's grandma. Sorry. Yeah. Right? He's like, you out. <laughs> oh. Dang. Well, that's the dish. That's the dish. That's the dish, y'all. <laughs> that was a good dish. Sorry, God. Thanks, thanks, Jesus. I won't say jigger anymore. <laughs> but seriously, we want to know what you guys are passionate about and what gets you guys going and what are some of your long-term, short-term goals. Uh, let us know, comment, share with your friends if you're struggling with this. We'd love yeah. to know. Or reach out to our uh, Instagram page too. Yeah. We-, we love people. Thanks for listening. Make sure to like, subscribe, and comment on our podcast. And if you really liked it, make sure you share it with your friends.